The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And hello, hello, hello. We are going to bring your soul not only to work today, but we're going to bring your soul into the new year. I'm going to give you a an exercise to do to enhance what we're going to do on this radio program today. And it's going to be a lot of fun for you. So if you could, after the break, make sure you have yourself a blank piece of paper and a pen or pencil or a crayon or a marker <laughs> to do this exercise. And we are going to have some fun with it. If you're listening to me live, hopefully you are, you could feel free to call in and join the conversation. And we just played out the number in case you missed it. It's 816-251-3555. So today we're going to talk about starting new. And again, if you're listening live, we're two weeks into the brand new year. And I think for many folks, if I can judge from the uh, folks I coach in my kick-ass workshop and all the other beautiful uh, people I speak to throughout my day and over the last couple of weeks, it's sort of been a little bit one of those things that you wished it would be this massive change that you would feel going into the new year, but it's just kind of more of the same. And I saw a really funny a meme on Facebook the other day. It must have been a week ago because it said this, my one week free trial of 2021 is over and I decided not to renew. So I think for the most part in our human experience, we are waiting for the fun to get kicked back in. And I'm going to tell you what, you are the answer to that. So what do I mean by that is going to be what I'm going to do for the first segment of this show. And then the second segment of the show, we're going to dive into this wonderful exercise. I want you to stick with me so you can get the benefit of this great exercise I'm going to take you through. So here's the thing. There's always going to be chaos and calamity and things going on out there. Just because we turn the calendar over does not mean that there's a shift in perspective or a shift in what's going on. The momentum of the unfolding future is always with us. Can we look at it that way? Can we look at this beautiful experience we're having as human beings as an unfolding of our glorious, brilliant future. Now that means you need to do a few things and here's what they are. You're going to have to override the primitive reactionary fear-based brain. And I talk about this 
all the time. But to tell you the truth, I can't talk about it enough. I can't talk about it enough because it is a daily, daily, minute by minute, hour by hour practice that you have to have in order to feel that your life is what you want it to be. And I just said the key word there, and that is feel. In order for you to feel that you are living the life that you're destined to, that you're living the life that your soul is built for, you have to get into your feeling self. You must. It's imperative. Here's the complication. You're going to feel a lot of feelings that aren't what you want to feel. When you have an expectation that that no longer happens, you are going to be constantly disappointed. Let me restate that because this is really important. If you're a human being living in the physical world, you must understand this truth. You are going to feel things you don't want to feel. You are going to have experiences that will challenge you and push you. That is not going to feel good initially. If you expect life to not have that, if you expect like a great life is when I don't feel uh, upset about anything and I feel just in my flow and everything's peace and bliss, if you perceive and expect life to be non-inclusive of discomfort, you are going to be suffering and struggling all your life. Life includes discomfort. Life includes challenges. Sometimes they're under the category of chaos and calamity. I just spoke to a lovely woman yesterday on one of our clarity calls, and she had some chaos and calamity over the last three to four months. She did. And it woke her up, which is what chaos and calamity's job is. It's to wake us up. Because when we don't wake up, when we don't do something different, we are never going to change. It's pretty obvious that if you keep doing the same old thing over and over, you're going to have the same old result. And I know that's one of the Chinese proverbs and all this sort of thing. It is absolutely true that if you don't change, your life will not change. So I want to keep going back into the point of starting new and what it feels like. Because can you feel it is the question on the table for today. And I'm going to slice and dice and come at this in a few different ways. One is going to be reserved for the second half of the show because I want to go through this exercise with you personally so that you can have a methodology to feel a certain way to move you forward. Number two, I want to help you understand how life is going to keep pushing you 
and how not to be the responder going into your fear brain. And I also want to have a little bit of fun with this because we need more fun. We need more fun in our lives and we need to stimulate those feelings. If you're brand new to this show, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Coach Mo Fall. And for nearly seven years now, after retiring as a healthcare executive, I've been coaching professional women to bring their soul to work, to land their dream job. And we do it by the hundreds every single year in a very personal way using our proven formula that I designed based on my career needs and based on what I wanted to do and how I wasn't getting where I wanted to go. The key piece that I finally figured out 12 years ago is how to get to my soul and my chaos and calamity that brought me to that point was my breast cancer journey. I talk about it often because it was that piece of external force that drove me inward at a different level than I had gotten to on my own or before that. I didn't enjoy having a breast cancer diagnosis. I didn't enjoy going through a double mastectomy and all the other pieces and parts I needed to go through in order to survive uh, cancer. I didn't enjoy it at all. It was horrible. It was a horrendous trauma to me personally, physically, emotionally, psychically. It was an enormous trauma to my family. It turned us inside out for a while. I started new when I went back to work after that. And that is the theme of today's call. Today, I want to focus on what starting new looks like and feels like. There's so many people when the new year changes over who talk negatively about resolutions as if they are something bad or to be avoided. And I'm going to say this. If you think negatively about New Year's resolutions, then you don't really have it going down the right way. And if you're jumping on the bandwagon because it sounds kind of cool to be like, yeah, New Year's resolutions, they don't work. Ho, ho. That's like saying goal setting doesn't work. And goal setting does work. As a matter of fact, it's the only meaningful thing that's going to take you through the discomfort and the challenges on your way to accomplishing or achieving or being or experiencing or having anything worthwhile. When there have been great successes in the world, it's not because someone sat back. It's because someone set out to accomplish or achieve something meaningful. And when you set out to accomplish something meaningful, which I believe is every year of your life, you're going to have to set the tone and the parameters about where you're going to put your energy and your time and your focus. I brought a, a cup of green tea with me today to today's show. Just a little inner warmth and, uh, feel like so far over the last couple of years that, I mean, a couple of weeks, I meant to say, um, that we all need a little bit more internal comforts 
and that's okay. I like having some green tea during the day because it, it not only like warms me on the inside, but it just, it just sets the tone for relaxing, being present. You know, when you taste something, you're, you're literally allowing yourself to be in present moment awareness. So eating your food, drinking beverages, um, pay attention to what it feels like on your tongue. That's one way of having some fun. And, and allow yourself to have present moment awareness. Present moment awareness is the antidote to all anxiety. Because frankly, even if I'm like freaked out about something, if I take a sip of my green tea, which I'll do right now, and I let it sit on my tongue nice and warm and I swallow it, if I'm focused on that, I'm not focused on anything else. Mm-hmm. And I could literally pop over to my heart rate monitor on my watch <laughs> and watch my heart rate go down and be in a sense of nowness. Even when we set out for something new at the beginning of the year and chart big, ambitious goals, there's a sense of being in the nowness that is important. And I'm going to circle all the way back to this nowness at the end of the show through the exercise I'm going to take you through. Let's break down why feeling is important. If you're on my email list, bravo, you've got an email this morning that said, can you feel it? And by the way, if you're not on my email list, you want to pop over to mofall.com and um, sign up for my webinar, my masterclass. It's mofall.com slash masterclass. Or if you just go to my website, mofall.com, you'll see a big banner that says, watch the webinar. Um, my five shifts to bring your soul to work are the key elements that I work with our clients on our proven formula through our 12-week workshop called the Kick-Ass Workshop. Uh, but the webinar helps outline the things that are necessary for you to do to move forward in that direction. Once you've seen the webinar, it'd be really awesome if you would book yourself a complimentary career clarity call and we can sort out whether we can help you or not and whether what's going on with your career is something that is um, strategy or the inner game or if it's your soul that's not in the right direction. We'll help you sort that out and get super clear on it and then identify next steps. Sometimes the next steps are working with us, but it's not always the case. So either way, it's a complimentary career clarity call. And that is at mofall.com slash give me clarity. We've had some wonderful, wonderful women uh, come through our workshop over the last two years since I've been doing this radio show uh, who have really, really changed their lives and gained a lot of success, joy, uh, and, and total appreciation for how they live their life now based on listening to me on this radio show. So that's been a lot of fun to help coach them and and show them a new way and a different way of, of living and working and, and having a soulful, really meaningful life. There was a, a quote that I came across from one of my favorite authors, and she's a wonderful psychologist. Her name is Susan David. She is at Harvard. And if you look up her TED Talk, Susan David TED Talks, I'm sure it'll come up. She has a wonderful, wonderful TED Talk about having an emotionally uh, aware life and what that can mean for you. She had a great quote the other day. Discomfort 
is the price of admission to a meaningful life. Discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. So again, if you are looking for that super comfortable life, take some green tea and sip on it because that's good comfort. And I'd like to say that's about as guaranteed of comfort as you're going to get. This life as a human being is an experience of navigating discomfort. It's an experience of navigating your soul's expansion and believing in yourself so deeply and so truly and so authentically that you can navigate discomfort. And that the discomfort is not just the price of admission to a meaningful life, it is the way to a meaningful life. It is a meaningful life. To navigate discomfort and to be aware and present and moving through the discomforts in a way that you are learning, expanding, growing, and opening your heart through each and every, every twist and turn. That is a meaningful life. It's not on the way to a meaningful life. A meaningful life is not on the other end of this. The meaningful life is doing and being that. The meaningful life is the navigation of discomfort. That is what a meaningful life is. It's not when you get through the discomfort, then you're going to have a meaningful life. The meaningful life is you appreciating, navigating, growing, learning, expanding, stretching, changing, being challenged, strengthening all of those aspects of what discomfort makes you do. Here's the key. Discomfort can also push you back in a corner feeling sorry for yourself. But that only happens when you are committed to the fact that you want a life of no discomfort. If you want a life of no discomfort, you will be pushed back by discomfort. If you accept and appreciate that the discomfort is exactly what makes you more you. You will actually put yourself in the seat of asking for more because it brings you a better you. So if I said to you, your life is going to be so great and so wonderful, all you have to do is navigate discomfort better. Your life is going to be so much more successful, so much happier. You're going to have better connections and engagement and relationships with others. You're going to feel better at work. You're going to be seen better. You're going to be engaged at a higher level. You're going to be receiving more compensation. Your boss is going to appreciate you at a deeper, higher level. Would you then be willing to go through some discomfort? Yeah, but Mo, there's no guarantee. Yes, there is. Yes, there is a guarantee. 
because I can guarantee you that if you avoid discomfort, your life will be painful. And I can guarantee you, if you learn how to navigate discomfort from your soul and expand and grow, you will have a more prosperous, appreciation-filled, positive, optimistic, passionful life. It is the law of life that was ordained when this universe and this human existence, the codes for all of that, the laws of how this works, when that was ordained by our creator, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee that if I drop this beautiful mug that I'm drinking my green tea, if I let go of it, instead of placing it down on my coaster here, it's a guarantee it's going to fall because of the law of gravity. It's going to go that way unless we're not on the planet Earth. And then there's different laws that govern. As long as we are here, on this physical planet, physical laws govern what happens physically. And since we're energetic spiritual beings, there are laws that govern that realm as well. And those laws basically guarantee us certain things are going to happen. Now, the problem is your physical brain and how we tend to think in very linear terms can't really wrap its head around some of the things that occur as laws in the non-physical world because we can't see it in cause and effect linear dimensions. So the way our brain works, can't quite get it, but our soul knows its truth and our alignment with our divine creator and all that is true there knows the truth. How? By feeling. <laughs> we know truth by how we feel. And it's in our heart that truth resides, not in our gut. So many people say to me, oh, I just go by my gut instincts. If you go by your gut instincts, you're going by fear. Fear is where fear comes through in the feeling state in the body through the gut. And all the microbiome that's in the gut helps innervate fear. Why do we have such a big mechanism for fear and not as big of a mechanism for awesomeness and satisfaction? Because our physical body is still dominant in survival techniques. Even though for the most part, a lot of how our physical body is wired is no longer necessary in the 21st century. And perhaps some of this stuff that's happening with viruses is a way to kind of kickstart evolution a little bit more in the direction of who we must be physically in order to navigate this new human expansion that we are engaged in now. The answers to those shall be revealed over time. But I will tell you this, your physical body's feeling state is the thing that you must rely on to know where you're at. And if you let discomfort throw you off track, 
you will not move through it in a meaningful way for your growth. Well, how do I know, Mo, if, if that feeling of discomfort is something I'm supposed to be avoiding or something I'm supposed to be gro- going th- growing through? Well, my short answer is by having an expert by your side who can help you navigate it. I've had a coach each year since the year 2000 when I was navigating a lot of discomfort, and that discomfort was worry and panic and not feeling I was doing the right things at work, feeling scared about losing my job, feeling that everything I did in meetings uh, and, and in talking with people about a strategy that I was in charge of was just not going the right direction, and I couldn't see my way out of it. So my discomfort turned into panic and fear and worry, and therefore I was scrambling, and I was not my best self. I was just explaining to a woman on a clarity call yesterday how when we're in that level of chronic fear and panic, our actual eyesight is diminished. Studies have been done on this, that our peripheral vision is literally almost shut down when we're in a chronic stress pattern. She happened to have been in a car accident that she didn't see coming. She was flabbergasted that she missed what was going on until she was actually hit. And I explained this phenomenon to her. It is as true as anything else that our physical brain will shut down and rewire itself under chronic stressful conditions. Actually, it does it in the short term as well. As soon as we hit that fight, flight, or freeze uh, mechanism, when our amygdala turns on and takes over our brain, our peripheral vision is diminished. And then if there's a chronic pattern of that, it further erodes not only our peripheral vision, but also our creativity, the executive functioning of the frontal lobe, uh, taste, smell, all the senses get blunted down because our amygdala has rewired the brain to keep us in survival mode to make sure we survive. I'm going to talk more about this in the second half of the show, and I'm going to take you through a beautiful exercise to then plot, plan, and ways to conceive your future. Let's get this new year kicked off and started in a good feeling way. I'll see you in a minute. Glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Ah, here we go. Part two starting something new and totally knowing how to get into the feeling state because why because the feeling state is where all change begins the feeling state is where anything in our life takes root and then the next step forward anytime we have a feeling we are prompted to do something stop and listen to that again Anytime we have a feeling, 
we are prompted to stop and do something. Now, if it's a feeling we know over and over again, we're not going to be prompted and we're going to be in default mode and we're going to do what we're used to do when we feel that feeling. That's how habits are created. And that's actually one of the reasons why bad habits get formatted into our nervous system because we might have a feeling we don't like and we take action. This is the basis of a lot of habits that take us in the wrong direction. And it needs to be the basis of how we take good habits forward. Having a feeling means that you have an instant inspiration to take action. Putting your hand on a hot stove, your instant inspiration is to pull it off because it's hot and your brain is going to save you from keeping your hand on there too long and it's going to give you a jerk, a, a, a reflex to jerk your hand off the stove. Every other feeling that we have is similar to that and it's wired into our brain as an automatic or it's something we pause and take action on. Oftentimes, if we're not living in an enlightened, aware life, we are going to be in default mode and we're going to take action based on feelings of fear, panic, worry, anxiety, anger, powerlessness, despair. And we're going to potentially do things against our higher nature. It is my job as a coach to help my clients understand and appreciate the beauty of feelings and using them for their higher good rather than have their feelings dominate their decision-making and almost turn into directives. Well, if I don't like my boss, I need to avoid her. That's letting your feelings and your emotions dictate and be directive to you. Your feelings are a code, not a directive. If you see a speed limit sign, that's a code that says, this is how you're going to travel on this road without getting a ticket by paying attention to that speed limit sign. So many people exceed that. They don't even see that as a directive anymore. Last night on a rainy road coming back from my mother's place, there was a car going way too slow. That person did not follow the code of driving on the road. And often we think that the code being broken is traveling too fast. I believe there also would be an unsafe driving for how slow this person was going. It was very dangerous how slow they were traveling on this highway. So when you are in a society of normative behavior and there's codes given out, it's helpful to follow those codes so that we all get along. In your own personal inner workings, there's a code also. And you've developed that over your lifetime. And many of the codes that you have inside will tell you something different than discomfort is the price to, of admission to a meaningful life. The codes inside you will tell you that discomfort is to be avoided and do whatever you can to avoid discomfort. If one of your goals for this year, as it is mine every year, is to exercise more, lose weight, eat more healthy, it's always one of my goals. 
I always want to be doing a better job taking care of my body, exercising it more, getting stronger, etc. It's dis it causes discomfort to increase uh, the weights at the gym, the length of the walks. I used to be a runner, now I'm a walker. Um, it's discomforting to stop eating sugar. There are things that we do for our highest self physically that cause discomfort. At some point, we have to decide what's more important, being in our comfort zone or breaking through that and learning how to manage discomfort so that it's for our highest good. Learning how to manage discomfort so that you're putting up with something that is bad for you is not what I'm talking about at all. And I think for the most part, you get that. Discomfort is a signal and you must be the interpreter of that signal. And when you are, you can get what it feels like to have feelings that you direct the action from the feeling rather than the feeling directing to you, the action you'll take. As I work with my clients, this is a big part of what they learn through experience, expert coaching, and having a reward system. Yes, having a reward system. That's how our brain gets wired differently, rewarding ourselves for going through discomfort for our highest good, rewarding ourselves for taking action when it doesn't always feel so comfortable. When we reward ourselves, whether it be with a personal, there you go, way to go, at a girl, or whether it be something real and tangible, I rewarded myself with a beautiful, luxurious bath this past weekend. That was my reward system. My brain, when it is rewarded, squirts out serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin comes a little bit later. We get these reward chemicals squirted out in our brain when we give ourselves kudos or someone else does, but it's much better if you're the one giving it to yourself, then you're in charge and control and you can effectively move yourself positively when you reward yourself. You're literally giving your brain reward centers the stimulation it needs to say, yep, that was good. Yep, I'm going to do that again. Yep, that was good. Yep, I'm going to do that again. Yep, that was good. I'm going to do it again. And so on and so forth. If you do something that is on your goal list or a micro goal or make a micro decision that moves yourself toward a direction you want to go, give yourself a reward. And I'm not talking about a cookie. Say, great job. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, great job, Mo. Way to go. You owned that walk this morning. That felt so good to be outside, smelling the fresh air, saying hello to people through our masks. It felt so great to move my body and get my legs moving and get my heart pumping, and it just felt so good to use this body. Gosh, that was good. That's a reward. That's a reward. I was speaking to someone yesterday who is an executive and I was giving her a little piece of uh, leadership tip. And I gave her a piece of information I think surprised her. 
as a leader, five positive feedbacks to every one negative is when you're going to stay engaged to your people. Five positives per one negative. Now, you don't have to keep score, but you know, as a leader, and I've done this plenty of times in my career. Trust me, I've been five negatives for one positive. A lot of my career was built that way because that's how I was raised. That's how I was wired. And that's what I saw other leaders do. And then I started coming into my own, realizing who I am and what I want in life, reading a whole bunch of books and getting coached. And then I freaking realized that I was doing it wrong. And I was doing it wrong, not only for them out there, but for me myself. If you're your biggest critic and you can't stop, but to keep criticizing yourself, you're going to be punishing yourself and you're going to be beating your own soul down. We don't want you to do that. We want you to raise your soul up. We want you to feel awesome and feel that you are the divine creation that you were born to be and that you are on a path to fulfill your divine mission here on earth. That's really how I want every human being to feel. And that's the true way we were born. So recreating that now, starting your year off now and feeling how you want to feel in your life and in your world and ultimately in your career is really, really important. So here's the exercise I promised you. I want you to take a big blank piece of paper. And I want you to draw a circle in the middle of the page about the size of a cupcake top. <laughs> Am I hungry? <laughs> then about halfway down that circle to the right in an intersecting manner, I want you to write, draw another circle so that the two circles overlap so that they have a little intersection that overlaps the two of them, one above, one below to the right. Then another circle to the left, which would intersect both of those circles and create some common intersection where all three of them would be meeting in the middle. So there's a common area that all three circles intersect, and there's an area where each circle intersects with its neighbor. Hopefully you can get that visual by my description. So you've got three circles and a bit of a Venn diagram intersecting with each other. The top circle, I want you to write the word passion. The circle on the lower right, I want you to write the word career. And the circle to the left, talent. Now, I'm a career coach. I help women identify their dream jobs and go out and land them. This is the beginning of you beginning to understand the stuff that you love to do, which is your passion. So you could write that next to that circle, stuff you love to do. In your career circle, you could write someone will pay you to do. And in your talent, stuff you're good at. Okay, so we have the top circle, stuff you love to do. 
And you know what? Some people say, oh, I love to uh, organize things. Cool. I love music. I love this. I love that. So anything that you would say that you love to do, put it in that circle. On your career, it's stuff someone will pay you to do. Mm-hmm. I know. Right? And on the talent side, stuff you're good at. You don't always find yourself being good at the things that you have a passion for. I'm just saying. Or you may have a passion for things, but your list of things that you're good at may be longer. You may be good at Excel spreadsheets. You may be good at seeing how things could be put together better. And maybe your passion is cooking. We could tie those together, can't we? Do you see it coming together? And then there's stuff someone will pay you to do, which is the career. At some point, these circles will interact and come together. And your dream job is where all that comes together. And this is what we do in our kick-ass career workshop. And then we line the soul and all of the stuff you need to land that dream job so that it is all consistent. Here's the thing. When we're looking at all of these circles, the passion, the career, and the talent, you're going to have stories about each and every one of these. People have told you that your passion is not worth it. It'll never go anywhere. You're not really that good at it. Or your talents you may have hidden or not honed in on or not even made them better because perhaps you got negative feedback about some of those things as well. And then the stuff someone will pay you to do, the career stuff, perhaps you've convinced yourself that it'll just be this. It'll only be that piece. It'll only be that. Or maybe you feel like you don't have the right education or credentials. You see, in each of these buckets, we have stories which create feelings, which then create what we think is truth. But I want to help you identify what's in these circles and feel awesome about it. Because it's those feelings of feeling awesome, or at least hopeful, they're going to help you drive toward a different outcome. This is the way that we begin to craft something new for ourselves. This is how we begin to set goals and a vision for what our life could be. We create the aspects of what we can do and we begin to see where the overlaps are and then we begin to get excited and we let the passion come alive and we start feeling that it's possible. You see, anytime you set a goal and you start something new, you have to have the feeling that it's possible. Otherwise, it will be dead on arrival. If you cannot summon up the feeling of how awesome that would be and how possible it is, and even how fun it would be to pursue it. If there are none of those feelings 
in a goal, you will not go after it. It will die before it's even moved forward. Because the thing that fires up and keeps alive what we do is the feelings we have about them. Believe it or not, even if it's negative feelings, we're energizing it. You could stay hateful for someone a lot longer than you could stay neutral. Neutral is just going to go away and be like, whatever. So when you have no feelings, it has no life. There's no force keeping it energized. I think in this country, and I know it rippled around the globe, we saw, we saw how negative feelings can energize people and literally hijack them. And on a smaller scale, this happens to us all day long. We literally get hijacked by feelings we don't want to have because we keep focusing on them. And it's as true in the negative scenarios that are so easy for us humans to create. It's as true in the positive. But you see, our brain isn't naturally wired to the positive. We are built with a negative bias because of our survival mechanisms that are so powerful and so strong. So if someone is against us, it's so easy for us to wire into that. And we keep it alive with feeling power. I'm going to talk more about this over the next 10 days on my Bring Your Soul to Life I mean, bring your soul to work Facebook group. I'm going to talk over the next 10 days about this exact topic because I think it's important for us as human beings to understand the forces that are in the world and how to navigate them. I mentioned earlier that discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. That beautiful quote from Susan David at Harvard. What she meant by that is living outside your survival instincts, overriding that, and living in your highest truth, in your highest self. And that doesn't always feel good because your body and your survival instincts want to be dominant in your life. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in my survival instincts that feels cruddy and crummy and small. It feels depleted. It truthfully feels sinful. And I believe by definition, it actually is. Because what we have done in staying in our survival mode is we have literally turned away from and turned off 
our divine flow. When you have faith in all things working to your highest good, when you feel the heart lightness and excitement of going after a job, of starting a new exercise routine that's going to make you feel better every day, of gaining momentum in a new way of thinking and feeling about the world and about yourself, when you gain the positive aspects of that, you are able to channel your divinity. And when you move away from that divine version of you, you're going to feel downright crappy because it has caused a division within you. And that division of dividing off your divinity and of moving you toward survival instincts keeps you away from your highest self. And I want you to get back in touch with your highest self so that you can feel awesome and you can feel the beautiful vital force energy that your creator gave to you and put at the heart of your destiny, which is you and your soul's journey. And your soul's journey is the most important thing for you in this life. What your soul's growth and purposes on this planet, in this life, is the most important thing for you to live a fulfilled life, for you to have that meaningful life, for you to feel connected to your divinity, and to find that place where your passion and your talent and your career come together so that you can be fueled in a purposeful, easy way to do the work and contribute in the world in a way that totally works for you, totally feels awesome, totally feels great. You have to feel that in order to start yourself in a new direction, which is why when we work with our clients, we work on their soul first, because you have to feel the positivity of that momentum in order to move forward toward it. If the feelings of the things that are taking you away from that dominate your life, you're going to feel crappy and cruddy and disoriented and disorganized and basically like a loser and like you're on the trash heap and you're in a dark pit, all these things that our clients tell us when they get started with working with us. I want to help you come out of those negative feelings and grab a hold of a greater light and a greater life that is there for you. And how we do this deep work and what we do and what we're all about can very easily be found on my website at mofall.com. I explain our approach on this beautiful webinar at mofall.com slash masterclass. Check that out. Dive in to the possibilities of a new life Dive in to the possibility of you being able to feel your new life coming towards you and opening up in front of you rather than all of this negativity and hatred and disorganization 
no matter what is going on in the outside world, you can have an awesome, orderly, beautiful, meaningful, spirited, lovely, aligned life. It is what we do for our beautiful, beautiful women. The clients we work with literally change their lives over the time we're working together. And then they're setting the stage for new habits and new feelings and new ways to continue to chart something new each year, each month, each week, actually each day. Each day is an opportunity for you to supercharge your soul, for you to get things moving in a direction of your divinity. It feels so good to do that. It really, truly does. Mofall.com slash masterclass. And if you'd like to talk to us personally, it's mofall.com slash give me clarity. And I would love to help you this year. Craft something new, chart out for something new, and to really feel a new, fresh, beautiful way about yourself and your soul. This is Coach Mo Fall, the founder and creator of the Kick-Ass Workshop. We'd love to talk to you personally about what your future could hold for you. We'll see you next time on Bring Your Soul to Work. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.